Welcome to episode seven of The Grade, the Northeast Charter Schools Network podcast. I am Joe. Hi, I'm Jess. And much like Star Wars, we wanted to have a 30-year gap between episodes six and seven, but we figured there's too much going on, so we should probably tape an episode. So, if you've been on extracreditblog.org, we have a new series called Overtime, where we are profiling New York and Connecticut charter schools that have either an extended school year or a robust summer program to help stave off the summer slide. Um, You know, just a lot of cool things to keep kids engaged in the summer months. And uh, in a couple moments, we'll be speaking with David Howes, who is the principal and executive director of the Interdistrict Charter School for Arts and Communication or Isaac, in New London, Connecticut, and Adrian, Senior Director of Writer's Block, Inc. Um, Jess spoke with both of them for an overtime blog, so could you tell us a little bit more about what's going on? Yep, I thought they'd be great for a podcast because their program is just super unique. Writer's Block, Inc. is a group that works with schools throughout Connecticut to provide educational arts programming, and this summer... They're in a pilot program where they've partnered with Isaac for their summer program, and the goal is to teach social change through the arts. And there are a few different tracks that the kids can choose from. One is acting, singing, and dancing, things like that. Two, photography, set design, lighting, music supervising. And then three, creative writing, performance, poetry, the spoken word, and script development. And I thought that this program was just really, really special There are a couple things I really loved. The program is open to new London kids outside of Isaac as well, which just shows how the charter schools really go above and beyond to try to offer their great programming to community uh, school children that may not have a summer program. And two, the group doesn't shy away from difficult topics. As you'll hear in a moment, their summer program uh, really tackles difficult discussions, but um, discussions that kids really want to have. And it just sounds like a great outlet for the children and the way that they use the arts is really um, amazing, as you'll hear from both David and Adrian in a minute. Their program culminates with a performance in mid-August, and they're doing some really great work, so in a moment we'll turn it over to them. All right. Okay, and now we're here with David and Adrian. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so I guess the easiest place to start would be, Adrian. how did the idea for Writer's Block come about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, actually, that's a really detailed question, but we started in, um, in 2003. It was a group of um, young people who didn't have an outlet, um, and there was no platform at that time for spoken word artists or hip-hop artists. So back in the day, we were more focused on um, that genre opposed to a theater arts program. So um, there was a woman by the name of Clarissa Bayat Taylor, who is the founder of the organization, who took um, many of us under her wing um, in 2003 and gave us the tools to be able to empower ourselves by providing us an outlet to talk about social change issues that were important to us. Um, and so it started off with about a group of 10, um, and, and now it has pretty much metamorphed into like every year we serve about 350 to 400 people per year. That's really interesting. And so you've got some serious longevity in the community. We're wondering, besides uh, providing the summer session for Isaac, what else does Writer's Block do throughout the year in the community? No, we do a lot of um, different partnerships, actually. So we do satellite programming. So we're in about 
seven schools, including Isaac. So I, our partnership with Isaac started probably a few years back, actually, so we've been working with them for some time. But this is to the point where it's now just starting to spread more and um, our partnership is starting to, to flourish. But we're in schools, so we're in about seven schools. We serve about four schools in Norwich and three schools in New London. We also have our on-ground programming, so we serve kids ages 10 through 17 with our on-site programming, um, which we call classic programming. And what the kids do is they talk about social change issues that are important to them, and then they decide which social issue would be the one that will take over the production and that they would write the original piece to. So it's typical for us to always write an original piece outside of partnerships. Um, the partnerships just allow us to expand the, um, our services to the kids in the area and also allow us to focus on in a social a specific social issue, um, but that's just that's a, the way our typical programming always looks. We run about four programs, uh, excuse me, four programs, yeah, four programs each season. So the 10 to 17 age group, we see them four times in a year. So we'll see them in winter, fall, spring, and summer. We also have our Building Blocks program, ages six through nine, which is a weekend program. It's introductory, so they get their feet wet in the arts, and they start to talk about, you know, bullying and issues that, you know, that are social issues that are important to them, but in a less intense way. So we have that as well. And then we also um, ha we have, like, a studio program that we just launched last summer. And the studio program is for ages 16 through 21. And what they do is they pretty much learn entre how to be an entrepreneur. They don't just get in there and record you know, music, they actually learn how to build a website, how to build a studio. They learn the ins and outs of the recording business and of the music business. So we do many different programs. Also, we aligned what we do in the organization to the grants that we get. For example, we just got a grant through the Community um, Arts Impact Grant through the state of Connecticut for the Beyond Bars program, where we will be partnering with the NLCC to help to rehabilitate students in their JRB program. So instead of those JRB students going into the um, into jail and having to be a statistic, they can come through writer's block and be reformed, and that can count as community service hours, and then, then they will be able to go back into um, the regular school system. So we do many different types of programming and, and many different layers. Okay, that's great. I actually do have a, another quick follow-up to that. So you talked a lot about the different kinds of programming that you guys uh, offer and different um, tracks, I guess, of art um, and performance. I know that in speaking to you guys a couple of weeks ago, you have different tracks for the Isaac Summer Program. Some of it was like set production and design, and some was reading or poetry reading, I believe, and some was singing. Is that sort of like what you do with the other schools throughout the year? You have a really comprehensive, uh, I guess, system of uh, art that you provide for the students. How exactly does that work? Do you have each school focuses on a different thing, or you pair students up with what works best for them? It really depends on the partnership with the school. So we get different requests from the school. For example, in, in Norwich, the extended learning program is who we go through, and they ask us to write a proposal of programming. And within the proposal, we'll say, like, hey, we're going to do spoken word with them. We're going to do creative writing with them. We're going to do um, songwriting. And so then that proposal gets sent to all of the schools in the Norwich district, and the principals get to decide if they would like to bring us in 
based on the exact proposal that we write. Then once we're in there, so that's more like classic programming, what we would typically do here, just bringing it into the classroom. From there, we work with the kids, and they get to determine what does the final product look like, what are they most interested within the classes we already signed on to provide. Now, in the Jennings school system, when we're with them, what we typically will do um, they will tell us, like, we will align our programming to their curriculum because what we're supposed to be doing is using arts as a way to engage them more in the academics. So that that's very different than what we may do with Isaac, who may say, you know, come in, just bring the performing arts element, bring the social change element, and let the kids decide what that looks like. So we really are able to be almost like a chameleon and change for whatever, um, for whoever's contracting us. Got it. Great. Thank you. Over the course of the past few weeks, past couple months, we've seen a lot of um, unrest and racial tension centered around police brutality. Uh, how have you used Writer's Block as an outlet for the students with these types of social issues? Mm. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, you know, Writer's Block, what we're about is, is our youth, and we're about social issues. And um, a lot of the times what we seem to address actually is racial disparities and what's going on with um, in, in the uh, with police brutality. Um, we talk about it all the time, Black Lives Matter. Like, it just seems to be a very important topic to our students. We serve about 80% of youth of color. And so this, like, when stuff happens in our community, it automatically impacts them when it has to do with race. Um, when everything that just happened with um, the unfortunate situation of those two men who got killed by the police within, like, a 24-hour, 48-hour period, it actually really affected our, affected our kids a lot. What happened was they came in. I had um, a young student, about 11, young um, black man of color, comes to me, and he's, like, um, he was very upset. And he said, you know, Adrian, like, I'm scared. Like, I don't know what to do. And looked me in my face, like, just really – uh, really, um, it really impacted his his life. You can tell, like he was just like about to cry, and I was like, okay, well, we need to have a conversation. So we, in that situation, we literally canceled all classes for the day, well, for the morning, and we had a, a circle discussion with all forty kids, and they got a chance to talk about what they're seeing in society, what they've experienced maybe what we can do as a call for action. So we have the dialogue openly with our students. Um, after that, it actually started, you'll see it in our show, they started to write pieces as a sub-theme under the domestic violence just about Black Lives Matter and about what they were seeing about what's going on um, with race in, in our society. So they then write about it and they can incorporate it in the show. We also do like community forums. We're working right now with um, Hearing Youth Voices, which is um, another youth organization where they, they do youth organizing. And so we're going to be working with them to do a community forum um, about Black Lives Matter and how to have a call to action in the community. So we try to be as involved as possible, but we definitely try to provide an outlet and a platform for our kids to speak about these issues when they happen. Great. Thank you. David, I think this might be a good question for you. We were speaking a couple of weeks ago, and you told us that this program is open to Isaac students, but also other students in the community, um, other kids who go to any other school. What do you do to help maybe ease the financial burden of kids who perhaps don't have the money? And how does it work? Because I know it says you guys, um, well, so it says on, I believe, writer's block that no kid is turned away. How do you make that work for the Isaac summer program? 
Well, well, first of all, you can just hear from from what Adrian has described that this program is is too important for it to be um, available to just you know one small group of kids. And so, um, when Adrian and I uh, first started talking last fall about you know the possibility of um, Isaac hosting Writer's Block here at the building, we talked about both mutually saying that you know it's important that it's available for more than just Isaac students. Um, and then as, as conversations move forward and we plan for the summer, um, we, Isaac uh, was willing to pay for basically tuition for uh, what we said was uh, roughly 50 to 60 percent of the kids would be Isaac kids and then you know, uh, 40 to 50 percent would be um, non-Isaac kids. And so the tuitions uh, that we're paying for are for Isaac students. And then um, Adrian can speak to her scholarship program, but um, you know because what they do is so important, um, and because the population uh, she works with and we work with um, are at need, um, it, it's already it's a program that already is an amazing value. Uh, eight weeks of programming for you know uh, Adrian, what is it, less than thirty dollars a week, something like that. Yeah. Um, but even if families can't afford that, uh, through grant writing, they have scholarships available. And I'll let Adrian explain that. That's an amazing thing that you're doing. I just wanted to say that. We think it's great that you're collaborating with the community in that way. Go ahead, Adrian. Yeah, so we, um, like you said, we have no student turned away for inability to pay. Um, we really believe in the value of our program, and we believe that the kids will get so much from from being here that we don't, we want them to experience it. It doesn't really matter, you know, if they have the money for it or not. We want to work with all students. Um, so just to follow up with what David was saying, um, we actually this summer have given out so um, two thousand dollar in scholarship money. Um, we have about ten students who are non Isaac students who um, their tuition was almost completely covered, um, and then out of the Isaac students, we were giving away fifteen. So 15 students went for free, so that equaled $4,500. So we did about $6,500 in scholarships um, just this summer. That's awesome. Thank you. How did the partnership with Isaac come about, Adrian? I know you're an Isaac grad. Um, so as, you know, Writer's Block was forming everything, how did this partnership start up? Yeah, I think, well, for this summer um, specifically, I'll talk about that, because the, the partnership um, that has started with Isaac prior, I wasn't involved with that. But um, obviously, in me knowing David, um, you know, him being the executive director and the principal of the Isaac School, I, I love Isaac. It will always be, have a place in my heart. It was the first place that I got exposed to the arts. Um, so that's kind of like where that seed was planted for me. And I got so much um, exposure and experience and culture from going to Isaac just that I would just, it would always hold so much weight over the other schools that I went to that were like more public schools. So I always want to come back and, and give back and, and, and just say hello. Um, so we were having conversations, David and I, when I came back to the area, because I was actually in Miami for um, a little while. And then I came back to the area. I think he got wind that I was working here as director of the writer's block. Um, and I don't even remember who reached out first. I think um, maybe David reached out and just said, hey, I would like to talk about, you know, partnering on some level with Writer's Block. So that's kind of how it happened. I definitely do think it happened um, quicker because I'm an alumni um, from the school, um, and it just seemed right. When we 
sat down and we talked about what Isaac represents and what Writer's Block represents, um, we're pretty much on the same page, and it, and it makes sense to collaborate. So that's generally how it got started. Yeah, just to chip in there, you know, from my perspective, um, it's really important that Isaac uh, build community partnerships. And uh, when we started to think about, you know, who would be the right ones, Writer's Block was at the top of the list for two reasons. Um, one is certainly because of Adrian and, and um, just the, the tremendous amount of respect I have for her and what she's done. And the second is because Writer's Block's mission is so aligned to and parallel to what we're doing as a school. So our mission is about, through arts and communication, um, uh, inspiring our students to be difference makers. And Writer's Block is, is very similar about um, igniting social change um, from the page to the stage. I know I'm paraphrasing that, Adrian. Excuse me. No, but, it's okay. Uh, but it's it's that concept of learning. Is, learning for us uh, as a school has always been, and as part of the Expeditionary Learning Network, always been about more than just what's happening in the classroom, but that what kids learn should have an impact on the community. And uh, so for me, uh, providing our students with an after-school program and a summer program that expands that opportunity is just really exciting. And we, Adrian and I both saw this summer as a pilot for, uh, for doing even more in the future. And uh, if you know anything about expeditionary learning schools, learning expeditions are uh, an essential piece of what they do. And when Adrian was a student way back when, and um, uh, my wife was her, was her classroom teacher and I was the PE teacher, we used to do this project called uh, a student-run student opera where the students would literally from, from scratch uh, write the, the um, script, compose the music, perform the music, obviously perform uh, on stage uh, as, well, as well as design the sets. So it was from scratch, they would create their own production. And when Adrian and I got back together over the last year or so, what she was describing was um, they're continuing to do that. And uh, I'm excited about um, bridging the, what's happening in the classroom for kids with a project that it might be doing on um, a social justice issue and then it culminating in this, in this performance that, um, that the experts at Writer's Block would help to, to facilitate. That's great. So I know you said this is the pilot year. How has the reception been? How are the kids liking it? Oh, they're loving it. Um, a lot of the kids, so we, we retain some of the kids so the camps, kids come back. Um, it, the beauty of it is we were already serving some Isaac students, but this has allowed us to um, really reach more of the Isaac students. Um, but they love it, especially the track two. So we all have always had track one, which is like performing arts, acting, track three, which is like creative writing behind the scenes for like anything that would go into the show, but they may not be actually on the stage. But we never really um, – we never really expanded on our track, too, which is like the set, crew, um, music supervising, classes of that nature. And um, all the kids are loving it. But for us, I would say like the pilot of what's really new would be track two and having like the, the set design and having the kids learn the um, behind-the-scene elements of theater management has really um, opened my eyes and I think all of the staff's eyes to how far we can continue to grow, um, with, grow out the program creatively. So the kids have just been engaged. Um, they say some of them are saying it's the best summer that they've ever had. Um, 
many of them don't want to leave. They want to continue to be with the program. So hopefully we're going to continue to um, build with Isaac and be able to to do this. Many of the students who said that are Isaac students. So it's going pretty well. That's great. Um, I mean, a project like this sounds really excellent. I mean, I know stuff like the set design and everything, that would have been really cool if I were still in school. Um, so how do you think having this type of summer program will impact the students' work come the fall? Um, I'll, I'll I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And, then and then, Adrian, you can, um, you can speak to it as well. Um, for me, you know, again, our, our focus as a school is on what we call three dimensions of achievement. So mastery of knowledge and skills is important, um, but it's not the only way that we're going to measure student progress. Character and high-quality work um, matter uh, equally to mastery of knowledge and skills, in other words, test scores. So, um, but character and, and high-quality work are also of equal importance to us. And our belief is that the, the um, uh, the 20 or so students who are participating in Writer's Block this summer are um, not only getting just an amazing summer experience that they'll remember for the rest of their lives, but it also will, um, you know, and this is, again, part of Writer's Block's core belief, that it will ignite their interest in reading and writing in social justice issues. And so when they come back to school this, this September, because they've been doing a lot of reading and writing without even realizing it, um, it will really accelerate um, their their abilities in the classroom. So, uh, you know, the next steps for us uh, are to take that cohort of 20 kids and to kind of track what their performance looks like over the course of the year compared to, to, to other students, just to see, you know, what kind of impact it has. To give an example of how it, how, how it's already started to impact our kids like, academically. Or, um, so we have a, a student, her name is Amelie. And apparently she doesn't like writing at all. Um, her mom, the first week of programming, came to us and said, I don't know what you guys are doing to my child, but she's at home writing poems. And um, she came in just on her own and had written, like, three poems. No one asked her to do it. She just did it because now she was exposed to that. And so even though we're not a program that, I guess, academically would focus on writing, they do write and they are reading and they are learning how to um, – speak properly and, and have speech and articulate themselves, um, how to have confidence, how to, how to build leadership skills. They, all of that will then correlate into the fall. We start to see the change right away. I always say it's a transformation, um, not just a transformation internally, but also with their academics because arts definitely impacts academics in a positive way. Yeah, I think yeah, that the individual stories tell it all, you know, so that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, that's amazing. This is one of the most unique summer programs that we've been hearing about um, in the past couple of months since we've launched our Overtime blog series, and that's why we really wanted to speak to you in more detail and depth on this podcast, and we're super appreciative to both you, David and Adrian, for taking the time. Um, before we close out, I'm wondering if there's anything else that you want to add that we haven't touched on. Um, yes, just our summer show. Yeah. <laughs> so our summer production is coming up. Is that what you were going to say, David? I was, yeah, I was going to say, Adrian, you want to tell them about the summer show? <laughs> our summer production. So um, like we were saying, the students, they write the show from, from scratch, and then they 
they actually have a production, a professional run, student-run production that they put on. Um, this year, the topic was domestic violence, um, and they wrote an entire script from scratch, and it's called Love is Not a Weapon. It's going to um, – the run of show is August 11th through August 14th. So August 11th is opening night. I really encourage everyone to come to that show because we'll have talk back. And at the end, a talk back will be being able to talk more about domestic violence after they see the show and have um, the community chime in on um, their experience with it. And then we'll have professionals from Safe Futures there to also give um, give some advice and resources to those who may need it. But the show is very powerful. The kids pretty much took real stories um, by our partnership with that we have with Safe Futures from the Raising Voices Against Domestic Violence project that actually is why we are doing the the um, domestic violence theme. So through that, they were able to listen to real stories of people who have been abused who are, who are survivors, who are witnesses, who are victims, and they took those stories and they wrote a nonfictional script. So now they're actually able to perform a very powerful piece based on real circumstances. So um, I think that what people will witness is something that's going to be heartfelt, inspiring, um, and also just a call for action for the community based on um, what this issue does to our community and how it plagues our society. Uh, Adrian, where is that being held? Isaac School. So it will be held at the Isaac School. Um, it's going to be – so opening night starts at 7 p.m. Tickets for students are $10, and tickets for adults are 15 And then um, Friday is the same time, 7 p.m., same ticket price. Saturday and Sunday, we have matinees at 2 p.m. at the Isaac School. And then on Saturday, there's also a 7 p.m. show. This is great. That's, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. We'll help definitely get the word out about that. Absolutely. And August 11th through 14th at the Isaac School. Thank you so much thank for, for uh, having us on. Yes, yes thank you thank so you. much for taking the time. Uh, we can't wait to see how it all turns out. And we wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you again to David and Adrian. Um, you can read more about the program on extracreditblog.org in our Overtime Blog series. And if you're anywhere near New London in mid-August, August 11th through 14th, see if you can catch their show. It sounds like it'll be there will be a bunch of great options for seeing it, and it sounds like it's going to be great. All right. Until next time.